Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Anything. My name is Matt Love, and I'm here with J.D. Greer. And uh, J.D., this is actually exciting kind of start to a new series on the podcast that we're going to be doing here for a few weeks um, on your new book, which we're all really pumped for. Um, J.D.'s new book is called Essential Christianity, The Heart of the Gospel in Ten Words. Um, And so we're going to take a few weeks here, and we're going to go through, I think, most of the chapters of the book that are kind of have these different questions that are just big questions that are essential to Christianity. And so we're really excited about this, and we're going to start here with the first question. Um, You can buy this book, and I'll remind you about this at the end of the show again, but you can buy this book right now at thegoodbook.com. But the first question, J.D., uh, and, you know, if you're going to do a book about essential Christianity, this feels like the right place to start. The first question is, what is Christianity in a sentence? Yeah, you know, I get asked questions like this a lot and wanted to open the book with it because I think um, just in a lot of understanding or misunderstanding about what Christianity is, um, where people just assume that it could be a set of behavior, a set of political beliefs, it's, you know, all these different church traditions and Sometimes people looking from the outside just say, I mean, what, what do you mean by Christian and what is the essence of being a Christian? I wanted to really in the spirit of what C.S. Lewis did in Mere Christianity and what John Stott did in Basic Christianity, I wanted to write something that was like, hey, I'm not saying none of these other questions are important, but let's just get back to the essence of the gospel. I mean, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians said he had determined to preach nothing except for Christ and him crucified. That didn't mean that he never talked about anything else. I mean, if you've ever read First and Second Corinthians, he talked about a lot of different things, but it just meant that that the the dominating center with no close competitors was the essence of the gospel. And that's what he outlines in the first, you know, eleven, twelve chapters of Romans. And you know, so using the the high points of Paul's logic, it was just, okay, what is what would Paul say today if he were talking to 21st century Americans? Certainly, I'm not claiming that I've written, you know, the same book of Romans because, I mean, you know, the original book of Romans is just fine by itself and it's under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But let's at least apply it in our context to um, our questions, the ways we phrase them, and even with some illustrations and stories about how I've encountered them. Um, you know, so I take 10 words, 10 key words that help us explore the essence of, of Christianity. And the first word is announcement is that Christianity is an announcement that God made. It wasn't an invitation for us to come and, you know, do something for him. Um, I actually talk about how in uh, the ancient world, the word gospel was not a religious word. The apostles used it um, to talk about God's announcement, but gospel just meant good news. When a general would, would win a battle, he would send out a gospel declaring his victory that basically said to all the people, you know, hey, you don't have to live in fear anymore because I've won this battle. It wasn't an invitation to come and fight. It was an announcement that the battle was won. And that's really what the essence of Christianity is. Paul, in the opening verses of Romans, says the gospel is the good news about who Jesus is, what he has done, and then what he brings. And it's something you're going to receive. Yes, your life will change, but the center of Christianity is not how your life changes. It's what God did for you that that makes you change. Um, so to, to the question you asked specifically and what kind of runs through this first chapter, um, Christianity in a sentence, I would say it like this, God in an act of grace sent his son Jesus to earth as a man so that through his life, death, and resurrection, he could rescue us, reign as king, and lead us into the eternal full life we were created to enjoy. That's, yeah, sort of a long sentence, but let me just kind of 
highlight the key phrases there. God, the gospel begins with God. God exists, and we see evidences of him all around. One of the first questions that Paul's going to deal with in Romans is, how do we know what we know about God? And if what we know about God is so obvious, why doesn't everybody believe all the same things about God? Those are the first couple of chapters. Um, the second part of the sentence, in an act of grace, the word grace means undeserved kindness. Grace, properly understood, is what separates Christianity from every other religion. There's a famous story I tell in the book about C.S. Lewis sitting in Oxford, you know, as he was a professor, and and um, a group of, of Oxford dons are sitting around, um, you know, kind of smugly talking about why essentially all religions are the same and ancient views on religion are archaic. And, and so he, you know, they see C.S. Lewis walking by and one of them's like, Jack, that was his nickname, Jack, I'm in here for a minute. And you're a Christian. What, what, what makes Christianity any different from all these religions in the world? And they had all these characteristics, you know, holiness and kindness and love and that sort of thing. And C.S. Lewis looked at the board and said, Oh, easy. And walked over to the board and wrote one word, grace, and then dropped the piece of chalk and walked out. Lesson there is don't ever try to mentally taunt C.S. Lewis. You always get the best of you. But the reason he said that is because the essence of what separates Christianity from every other religion is that God, in an act of grace, God gave us not according to our works. He gave us despite our works. The, the famous premise is every religion in the world works off the premise, I obey, therefore I'm accepted. The gospel flips that and says, no, you're accepted as an act of grace and therefore you obey. So God, in an act of grace, sent his son Jesus, or as the apostle John can explain it, God himself becomes a man. He's the word of God dwelling among us. You actually spend a whole section on that about how we think about and understand Jesus so that he could rescue us. You know, Christianity is a rescue religion. That's what John Stott's kind of uh, famous way he opened up basic Christianity is Christianity is a rescue religion. Paul's letter to the Romans, in fact, speaks very little about what Jesus taught and a whole lot about what he did. It's not what Jesus taught that saved us, and let's be clear, what Jesus taught was important, but it's what he did that saved us. The symbol of Christianity is not a lectern, it's a cross. Christianity is, in its essence, a rescue religion, uh, which, of course, raises the question, why do we need saving? That's part of what Paul unpacks in Romans, which we get into. Um, here's the last part of that sentence, though. God, in an act of grace, sent his son Jesus so that he could rescue us. Here's the last part. Reign as king and lead us into the eternal full life that we were created to enjoy. The gospel is not just about what Jesus came to rescue us from, but what he came to rescue us for. And that is that full eternal life in his kingdom that he created us for, that he created us to enjoy. Paul's going to explain that the gospel restores us to the life that we were made for all along. That's the, the subject of our chapter 7 through 10. It's what a lot of Christians, as well as non-Christians, but what a lot of Christians forget. It's what pulsates through every chapter of Paul's great letter that the gospel is the power of the Christian life, the power of transformation, and that you grow in Christ never by going beyond the gospel, but by plunging deeper into it. It's like Luther famously said, um, talking about the well. He said the gospel is like a well. You don't get the best water from a well by widening the circumference of it, but by going deeper into it. You don't grow in Christ by widening your knowledge of theological facts. You grow in Christ by going deeper into the incredible, glorious truth of who God is and what he's done for you, a wealth that you'll, you'll never quite get to the bottom of. All right, Pastor J.D., thank you so much. That was that was really good. Even the ability to just kind of think succinctly and be able to say, what really is this? What is Christianity? What is this um, thing that is orienting my whole life? And being able to talk about that and frame that for people is so helpful. Like I said at the beginning, you can get this book, Essential Christianity, right now at thegoodbook.com. It is a good book, so it is at the good book. 
If that's not their tagline, it should be. So go to thegoodbook.com and pick this book up. And again, next week, we will uh, be continuing with this series, going through some of these chapters in the book, and we're going to talk about the question, how do we even know that there's a God? So join us next week. If you want more from Pastor J.D. in the meantime, go ahead and go to jdgreer.com for more resources, other books, articles, podcasts, all that good stuff. We'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.